And I love that part. We're going to see him just as he is. He will not be disguised. We will recognize him. Say, how are we going to recognize we've never seen him? Hey, God will let us know. God's the only one. The Father's the only one that knows when Jesus is coming. So we praise the Lord for that. All right, if you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn with us to the Gospel of John. Chapter 13, beginning with verse 31. John's Gospel, 13 through 31. Excuse me. <laughs> the 13th chapter, 31st verse. Therefore, when he was gone out, that is Jesus, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God be glorified in him, God shall also be glorified in himself, and shall straightway glorify him. Little children, yet a little while, and I'll be with you. Ye shall seek me, and as I said unto the Jews, whether I go, ye cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. And this shall all men know, that you're my disciples, if you have love one to another. Father, help us to see what you'd have us do today. Help us to love one another, regardless of who we are, what we are, or what we might have or have not. Speak to our hearts, Lord, through your precious word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Life has so many directions. Uh, thinking about when I graduated from high school, uh, there wasn't a whole lot of directions, okay? I mean, you either went to work in the mill, which a lot of our classmates did, or you went on to school, which a lot of our classmates did, or you went in the military, which a lot of our classmates did. I'm not a whole lot of direction, a lot of jobs, but not a lot of different jobs. But the life today has so many different directions that our young people can plug into. And hey, go beyond this county, go beyond this state, go beyond these United States. And if they become an astronaut, they can leave this world. Well, when I think about all the things that God has done for us and with us and through us and through you... It's just amazing to me how God puts people together, all different walks of life, and we all just mix in. Now, you notice I gave this thing a title, No One Excluded. If you think you're excluded this morning, I want you to, to write it on your care card. Put your name on it. I don't want you to be excluded. I want you to be included in everything that God has for you. Now, this morning I have brought a family with me. I'll introduce them to you one at a time. But the family I brought with me this morning is the Onion family. I got them in the bag right here. Now, you might have thought Brother Dean was in the spirit, the reason he was crying, but they were right under the pulpit here, brother. You okay? It's okay. Now, I'll be crying. 
I don't plan to peel any of these guys, but uh, I do want to introduce them to you because I feel like that this bag of onions represents our church family in one form or the other. So I want you to listen. I want you to pay close attention. We're going to be reading God's Word, so don't close your Bible and say, okay, it's over with. I want you to follow along. No one excluded. And so let's look at this bag of onions. Let it represent our church family. First of all, I want you to think about and notice the purple onion. Along with the purple onion, this little guy is called a boiling onion. Okay? Now you ladies, probably a lot of you men know all about these onions, okay? And you might tell me after service, that's not true. You can tell me anything you want to, but it's not going to change my mind about onions. I eat onions in any way you want to fix them. I'll eat them if you don't fix them. In other words, I love onions. And compared to my church family, I love you. And I try to show you that I love you. Well, the purple onion and the boiling onion represents anger. Okay? It represents anger. And the scripture there, you don't have to turn to this one if you don't want to, but write it down. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 31 and 32, it simply says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even, listen, as God has forgiven you and me. If we can't forgive one another, God's not going to forgive us. He's not going to do it. He don't have to. He's not obligated to. If we can't forgive one another. Now listen, it is tough. I have been there to forgive those that have wronged you, that have mistreated you, that have said something against you, that have spread the word in a wrong way about you. Now, it says we need to do this for Christ's sake. It is for His sake. Hey, He died on the cross that we might have forgiveness of sin. Paul adds a little word further in Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. Here's what he says. Blasphemy, put it away, and filthy communication out of your mouth. Many years ago, Caleb came home. He was going to Anderson College in those days, and he came home on the weekend and said, Daddy, i got a question. I said, okay. He said, I have a professor that said, cursing is okay. It's okay to curse. I said, he said that, Caleb? I said, yes, sir. And then he says, you can't show me in the Bible anywhere that it says it's okay or not okay. I said, Caleb, let me share a scripture with you and you go give it to him. And that's what I did. Let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. I use four-letter word, love. Somebody might cuss you out. He'd say, I, do it like Ernest T. Bass. Get right down and say, I love you. If you have to, just hug them up good. Now, I know not everybody likes hugs. I done figured some of you out. I just, just barely get a handshake, about three fingers worth. You know, you go to hug, you just struggle. It's like a wrestling match, you know. You just want to put your foot down and lay them on down, you know, and just hug them up. 
you don't want to make anybody mad. You know, they could be about to boil. In other words, explode. I love onions. Some of them are so powerful. When you chonk into it, it comes out and it just burns your nose, you know. It's that anger. Think about it. People get angry at us. Oh, they get hot. They get hostile. I've had, I've, I've had letters unsigned. Huh? I even had a man call me one Sunday. Or one, yeah, one, no, it was one Monday afternoon. I heard about you yesterday, what you did at your church. We ain't going to stand for it. I can tell you right now, you boys is headed for trouble. We're going to arrest you. Well, I listened for about 30 minutes. He said, I appreciate your time. I said, you call any time you want to. I love you. He would need to boil over. Hey, what do we do in the kitchen? Okay, a pot's a boiling up. Everybody goes running, grabbing towels and turning it down and moving the pot. And it's still just a fuming and a steaming, you know. Some of us just have to have a boil over every once in a while. You know, if you're going to have a boil over, make sure it's at the house somewhere, out in the backyard. And just, I mean, just boil it over. Let it out. If you're angry, let it out. But for goodness sakes, don't show it in public. Don't boil over in public because somebody is going to be looking at you. So, the purple onion and the boiling onion is to represent anger. Well, I got another bunch right here. Now, you may not say this is what this is, but I looked at the label, okay? I wish y'all, somebody, I didn't, I didn't see anybody that I knew at the grocery store, and I won't tell you which one I went to. And I went down through there finding onions. You know, I wanted every variety of onion they had. Well, I got up there to check out. Little bitty thing. Boiling onion. <laughs> Little girl looked at me. She said, what is that? I said, that's a boiling onion. A boiling onion? She looked on a little thing. Wasn't no boiling onion registered. I said, let me go see exactly what it says. I ran back down to the onion aisle and got it, ran back up there. People around me just looking, man, buying nothing but onions. All different writers onions. <laughs> she said, that's four cents. I said, good. <laughs> four cent boiling onion. It don't take much to boil over. Right? It don't take much. Set folk off. It's amazing to me how we bring our anger and bring our boiling to God's house. Now, what won't do that for? You never know, but you can see it when folk get out of the car. They pull up in the churchyard, and the doors go to flying open. And when she gets out, <laughs> you know, I'll be ducking, you know, something's going to come flying out of it because of that purple onion and that little boiling onion, you know. All right, the next onion. And this family of onions is a green onion. Right here. You can call it anything you want to, but that's what the label said. Green onion. I love them. Roots and all. Just, if they're good and washed, just chunk them right in there. they got a little dirt on it, that's roughage. Just go on and eat it too. Oh, you've eaten dirt before. You know, all of us have eaten a little dirt. But this green onion, you know what it represents? Jealousy. Jealousy. Listen. Proverbs 6, 34. I want you to listen. If you're jealous, and I want to tell you something. <clears throat> I praise God for Matt 
And I've heard nothing but positive comments about last Sunday. I praise God for the young man because, let me tell you, he and I, we try to once a week sit across from a table over a meal and discuss this church and discuss what God wants us to do as a team. And he tells me over and over, he said, I just love my job. People, listen, don't you rob this young man. I'm not jealous of anybody. And I'm so glad he's always willing to stand in the pulpit in my absence. When he was, we were at Earl's Grove, he, he sort of was back offish like. He, he said, if somebody else do it, let, 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 let them do it. It's okay. And the first time I asked him here, I was shocked when he said, I'd be glad to. And you know, he's got a lot going on uh, through the counties here and, and working with our own youth. And, and I tell us, Mac, I don't want to overload you. He said, I'm fine. I'm fine. Working all the time, ministering to people. I'm not jealous of him. Thank God. And he's not jealous of me. We are in this thing together. But this green onion represents jealousy. In, in, in Proverbs 6, 34, listen to what he says. For jealousy is a rage of a man. Therefore, he will not spare in the day of vengeance. God will settle all the jealous issues. Listen to what he says. In Solomon chapter 8, verse 6, Set me as a seal upon thine heart, as a seal upon thine arm. For love is, listen to this, love is strong as death. Jealousy is cruel as the grave. It's coals of coals of fire, which has the most intense flames. Jealousy is a horrible sin. If you eat enough of these things, you'll begin to smell like it. It'll be on your breath. And every time you burp, here it comes. It's always that. Jealousy. Oh, I don't know why people want to be jealous of somebody. My goodness. We don't have room in here. Listen, we don't have room in here for somebody being jealous of somebody else doing a job. Many of you volunteered for the service. Thank you for my freedom. Some of you were drafted into the service. Again, thank you for my freedom. But I don't like to have to draft church folk. I think they ought to volunteer. You know what you can do more than anybody else. You and God know what you can do. But I don't want us to be jealous of somebody else. Well, if I could, if I could just get a chance, I could beat that. Well, volunteer. Jump on it. We've got a lot of folk that's just about overloaded. They're, they're just about to boil over. <laughs> okay? So we need to help these people. You know who they are. You look at the list. Pick out the list of all the officers and teachers of this outfit. And see how many names. Don't say, yeah, there's his name again. There's her name again. Don't you be jealous. Go up to them and say, hey, <clears throat> looks like to me you are really got a lot on your plate. Is there anything that I can do to help you? Instead of being jealous, going all whining and complaining... Well, the purple onion, the green onion, the boiling onion, listen to this. There's one old boy in here. I had to quarantine him. You know what he is? Come on. What is he? What? 
No, he ain't no white onion. What is he? Huh? Rotten onion. I'm going to tell you right now, you let one onion get rotten in the bag, and it stinks all of them up. And what do you got to do? You got to peer for through there. I mean, and when you find him, I'm talking he is rotten all the way through. You can peel it off layer by layer, but the further you go, the rottener, if that's a word, he gets. He, you have to get him out of there and then air out the rest of them and hope he hasn't contaminated the whole bag. A rotten onion. Let me give me give you some scripture here. You know what a rotten onion is? He's a troublemaker. Troublemaker. He'll break trust. You tell him something. Say, look, <coughs> or her. <coughs> Listen, can you can you would you please keep a secret and pray about this? I sure will. Turn your back and roam here. Let me tell you what I just heard. Breaking trust. Rotten stinks. Gossip. First Timothy. I want us to turn. You don't have to turn. If you're right, and I'm going to do the turning here. First Timothy. Not take me a moment here. Rotate over here to First Timothy. On a rotten onion. First Timothy five. Thirteen. And with all, they learn to be idle, wandering about from house to house. And not only idle, but tattlers also, and busybodies speaking things which are, speaking things which ought not to be. Let me give you another scripture reference. First Peter 4, 15. First Peter 4, 15. Say, why didn't you look this up and write it down? Because I want to. First Peter 4.15 says, But let none of you, you listening, suffer as a murderer. Remember, you don't have to take a gun or a knife to be a murderer. You can do it with your tongue. You can do it in your heart. Or as a thief. Or as an evildoer. Or, listen, as a busybody in other Folks, is matters. He's rotten. Plumb down to the core. Ain't a thing you can do for him, but pray for him. As you pull the layers off. Hey, this one's bad too. Pray for that layer. Well, what is a layer? Well, he, he needs to get saved, first of all, maybe. Okay, he needs to, get, needs to follow the Lord in baptism. Hey, he needs to join the church. He needs to read his Bible. He needs to pray. He needs to be faithful to the church. He needs to give. I mean, it's layer after layer. Rotten all the way to the core. All right. I got another onion. This is a, a, a yellow. A yellow onion. You say, where in the world is that? Well, I'm going to tell you. Some, folk, some people are yellow when it comes to serving the Lord because they're afraid to take a stand for Jesus. Matthew twenty-eight eighteen. here's what Matthew says. Now, Matthew's recorded this as Jesus speaking. He says, All authority has been given to me both in heaven 
and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. In other words, witness to everybody you can. And baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Psalm 27, 1. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Who shall I be afraid of? Romans 1, 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In other words, to everybody. I don't want to be a yellow onion. I want to be a, an on, uh, that onion, uh, member of that onion family that witnesses, that shares my faith that wherever. Not just in here, through preaching, but out there on the streets, in the marketplaces, wherever we go, to be a witness. I don't want to be that yellow onion. Well, let me give you another one. This little guy here is known as a sweet onion. Now, this represents some of y'all. A sweet onion, loving God. Just loving God, man. No matter where you put me, I'm going to love God. He said, if you don't love me, you can't love anybody else. Loving God. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23, he simply says, But the fruit of the Spirit... Of God through Jesus is this love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, easy going. He said, Against this, there is no law. There is no law against you and me being sweet. I think sweetness needs to start at home. You can't love your mate. You can't be sweet to your mate, you're in trouble. If you can't be sweet to your kids, you're in trouble. Kids, if you can't be sweet to your parents, you're in trouble. If we can't be sweet to our family, how are you going to come in here and be sweet to me? We need to be sweet. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, putting up, doing whatever it takes. To love people. Jesus said, you you got to do it, you got to do it for me. All right? Now... The next little bunch. There they are. They're all tied up together. Multiply an onion. Now, you know what that means? Bringing others to Jesus. Are you a part of that multiplying onion? Listen, Luke 14, 23. Listen to what he says. Go out into the highways and the hedges. Do whatever it takes to get them in. And here's what he says. Here's why. That my house may be full. That my house might be full. You see, God wants a full house. Okay? He wants a full house. And it can only start with me. It can only start with you. I can only feel one seat. I can only be one voice. But let's make it happen. Some folks say, well, they don't know if I'm out. That's why I'm telling you, you know who sits where. Make a phone call this afternoon. Say, hey, I missed you today. Are you okay? That's all you got to say. And they say, I'm fine. Thank you for calling. Bye. Okay. At least they got a phone call. <laughs> they know, they, know you, they were missed. <clears throat> Be a multiplying onion. 
I want to turn over here to Zephaniah. You'd be a hard boy to locate. Zephaniah chapter 1, verse 7. Zephaniah 1, 7. Zephaniah always hides from me. Not Zechariah. Rebecca, Zephaniah, there he is. Now we're talking about the multiplying onion. Listen to what he says. Behold thy peace at the presence of the Lord God. For the day of the Lord is at hand. In other words, his return, folks. Hey, it's right on the horizon. You don't have to believe it. You don't have to accept it. The choir sang about it. He's coming. Just as he said. He says, For the Lord hath prepared a sacrifice. He hath bid the guest. He's bid the guest to come. Multiply. Go and fill the earth. Go and share the gospel. Bring them in that my house might be full. Well, this next bunch, what do you think that is? That's not weed or grass. That's wild onions. I noticed them out here. You know, if the sun comes out now, that all that good snow is, is pilfered down through the earth and softened it up. You let it have about a week of this right here, you get your blade sharp because the wild onions are going to show up. They're going to outrun the grass. I don't care what kind you got, them wild onions is going to show up. Listen. <clears throat> Listen to what it what I'm going to tell you here. Wild onions is under the control of Satan. You mark it down. If you are a wild onion, you may not even know it. But I want to tell you how you can know it. He's a ruler of the darkness. <clears throat> In John's Gospel, chapter 10, the first part of that verse, says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He'll steal your blessings. He'll kill your joy. And he'll destroy your testimony for Jesus if you let him. I want to turn to Galatians 5, 19. Galatians 5, 19. Galatians 5, 19. If you're not sure whether you're a wild onion or not, listen to this. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, or as they made visible, which are these, listen up, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, Seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such the like. Of this, of thee which I tell you before, as I have told you in times past, that they which do such things, listen, are you one of these wild onions? Shall not inherit the kingdom of God. That means you ain't going. Don't be a wild onion. It ain't worth it. 
I don't care what season you pull these things up or cut them. They stink. They're next door to the rotten onion. You know, when we, <coughs> excuse me, when we find that rotten onion, most of the time, we just throw it out in the yard, the backyard. You know, throw it out there with the wild onions. He'll mix right in. He's rotten to the core. He'll mix right in with all these wild onions. Listen, let me give you another one right quick. Now, I love this onion. This right here is a Valdelia onion. I mean, I'll just eat it like an apple. Cut the center out of it and pack it with some good, solid cow butter. Put you some Greek seasoning on it and put it in the microwave. I love a Valdelia onion. You know what? This this guy here can be used anywhere. Anywhere you put the Valdelia, it's going to be eat if you like onions. you got to love somebody. That, that may be a Valdelia you're trying to love. Okay? He can be used anywhere. I love a Valdelia onion. Now listen, we think about that. Second Tim, excuse me, Second Timothy chapter 2. Let's turn over there right quick. Second, Second Timothy chapter 2. I'm about done. Just hang on. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 19 through 21. says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal. The Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. But in a great house there is not only vessels of gold and of silver, but there's also wood and earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. Now, if a man therefore purge himself, get rid of all the junk that's in our life, purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, other words, set aside, and, and, and meet for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. I want to be a Valdea onion. All right? I want to give you a last one. He's not in the bag. I couldn't bring him. Because this next onion, if you don't eat it as soon as it hits the table, it's not going to be good. Anybody got any idea what this onion might be called? Hello? It's okay if you don't know. Just shoot. You might give me some other idea. A blooming onion. I love a blooming onion. On our little... Vacation. I guess it was Red Lobster. I don't know where it was. It don't matter where it was. Blooming Onion. We got it. Brought it to the table. Oh, I was hungry, man. I didn't wait. We done prayed. We was ready to go. Snatching that thing up and dipping and gouging. I was just like a hay baler. Well, we didn't eat it all. So Lynn said, well, you know, it's a shame to throw that thing away. I said, yeah, it is. So we got a to-go box, carried it home, our room, put it in the refrigerator, <clears throat> got snowed in. So the next evening, uh, we made us fix us some supper, and she said, let's try this Valdez onion. Got that thing out, put it in the microwave. I don't know, well, 30 seconds. I felt it, it was cold. I said, that's not going to work. <clears throat> put it back in there. About a minute, minute and a half, pulled her out. She was steaming, boy. 
It wasn't nowhere around like it was when it come out on the table at the restaurant. I mean, it didn't even taste right. I ate two or three pieces because I hate to throw something away. But it was all I could do. That, that, that blooming onion had done bloomed this last time. And so, of course, it got discarded. But a blooming onion, hey, when it hits, it's ready. Listen, when a person gets saved and follows Jesus and is baptized, we need to rejoice with them and partake of them and love them right then and there, lest they get cold and limp and not be excited about what's going on. That blooming onion, Matthew 5, 16. says, let your light so shine. Bloom, let your light so shine before men, that they might see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Well, there's several onions you might want to pick to be one of. But I hope that you don't pick to be a rotten onion. I hope you don't pick to be a yellow onion. And for goodness sakes, don't be a wild onion. They all are onions. This is our church. If there's any straightening up to do, if there's any prettying up to do, we need to do it. And we need to do it for the glory of God. Do it to honor our Father in heaven because He created us. <clears throat> he made us just like we are. And I hope that you will do your part. I want to do my part. I want to be the kind of onion that will bless God. Because, hey, if we've looked at these onions today, God made every one of them. Every one of them has a task. I don't know what you do with a wild onion. I don't really know. Some of you are going to tell me on the way out, cut it this way, cut it that way, and cook it this way. Just write it down. Don't tell me. I ain't going to remember no way. But let's be good onions, all right? As I said, when I went to the, to the grocery store, there they were. They were just lined up, just like, just like y'all. Hey. This section over here, and this section, that section, that section, and it was lined up down through there. But I thought it's so cute, she says, what is that? <laughs> I said, that's a boiling onion. Long story short, four cents. Four cents, not much, is it? But it has a purpose. It has a job. Don't you think, just because you feel like you're not worth much, that you're no good. <clears throat> you fit in. You will fit in somewhere. I beg you, I challenge you this morning. If you're a lost onion, you out there in the wild section, almost pum rotten, God can fix that. If you're willing to come forward and say, Lord, I'm <clears throat> just tell me, say, yeah, I'm lost. I want to be saved. I want to rededicate my life. I want to follow Jesus in baptism. Hey, listen, we all have room for improvement. Every one of us. As a Christian, we have an odor about us. Sweet-smelling odor, the Bible says. We're all onions. Papa said, somebody said, once an onion, always an onion. You smell like an onion, you probably are an onion. <laughs> well, regardless of what your attitude, think about, listen, let's concentrate on the Lord. And be all we can be regardless of what we look like, what size we are, or what our jobs are. Let's trust the Lord with what He's given us and go forward and meet the needs that are in our county, in our world, in our church right here. Let's trust the Lord with what we have. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank You for the privilege today 
to stand in this place to share your holy word. Father, we thank you for the illustration. God, I thank you that somebody created things for us to look at and have on the shelf that speaks to our heart. Father, we thank you that you created onions, that you put them here for us to enjoy. And I pray that we would do our best to be the best onion on the shelf, no matter who we are or where we are. Lord, use us. Speak to our hearts. May your will be done in the name of Jesus. Amen.